Hi, everybody. Johnny Mace here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me each and every day. And I do appreciate uh, your support and participation, and especially sharing these little messages to your friends and your family. If you open your Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter number 12, starting in verse number 7, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Today I want to talk about the accuser of the brethren. And of course I want to talk about that precious lamb the Lamb of God, none other than our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. When I think of Jesus, I think of grace and mercy. I think of love and miraculous power. I think of promises that cannot be broken. I think of a home in heaven for eternity. And I think of the fellowship with God and the Holy Spirit. But when I think of the devil, I think of a deceiver, Do you realize that Satan's target is your mind and his weapons are his lies? In fact, that's all he can do is lie. There's no truth in him. For his purpose, his purpose is to make you ignorant of God's will and make you ignorant of your defense, which is the inspired word of God. When I think of the devil, I think of the destroyer. And Satan's target is your body. His weapon is suffering. And his purpose is to make you doubt and to become impatient with God's will. Your defense is the imparted grace of God. You can indeed defend yourself by God's word and by God's grace. When I think of the devil, I think of the ruler. Satan's target is your will. Satan's weapon is pride, and Satan's purpose is to make you independent of God's will. That's not where you want to be. Your strong defense is the presence of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Spirit of God. Know you not that your body is the temple of God? When I think of the devil, I think of the accuser. Satan's target is your heart and your conscience, and Satan's weapon is accusations lie after lie after lie he will employ to accuse you 
to break you down. His, his purpose is to bring an indictment against you. But let me tell you something. You can defend yourself, amen, by the interceding presence of Christ, your Savior, and the Holy Spirit. In the book of Revelation, we just read, we found him accusing, amen. You find it also in the book of Job in the first chapter. You have to understand that Satan has access uh, to the throne of God, to the presence of God. And yet, in the book of Job, we see him there going before God. He's not yet cast out of heaven. He is cast out of the throne room of God, but he has access to God, and he does something before God. What does he do before God there in the book of Job? He's making accusations. He accuses. He doesn't do it as a, by himself. He has an army. In fact, he has one-third of the angels, evidently. According to the book of Revelation, one-third of the angels were cast down with him. Satan is so busy, 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 busy doing a lot of things, but he is the busiest when he's accusing the brethren. You know, when you go back into history, you can find a book that Adolf Hitler wrote, and in that book, he told exactly how he would conquer Europe. The world said that he would not do it, but he did it, and he did it just like he wrote it. Did you know that God's given us a book? And in this book, it tells about our adversary, our enemy. And if you're concerned enough and you pick up the book and read about it, you will learn about your enemy. You know, someone said one time, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You should know everything you can know about how the enemy works. And to do that, you need to pick up God's book, God's word. That's our resource. And you will learn how the enemy will attack you. You will learn how he will rise up against you. How he will deploy his lies to stumble you, to hurt you, to break you down, to accuse you. And by the way, may I say this, my dear friends. Unless you stay in God's book, unless you read the book, well, the devil really is going to have a heyday with you. Because the accuser of the brethren is strong indeed. In fact... Only Christ himself can rebuke the devil, amen, and have satisfying results. You see, when Satan talks to you, to you about God, he never tells you the truth. He always lies about it. But when he talks to God about you, guess what? He sometimes tells the truth. Remember, he is the accuser of our brethren. He has access uh, to the ear of God, amen, and there he reminds God of the condition of his people. You see, you and I know about this accusation because we feel it in our heart, in our conscience. Uh, you can hear Satan almost telling God when you look through the history of the Bible. He, for example, he may bring up Abraham. He said, hey, God, do you hear what Abraham said about uh, Sarah? He, he, said, uh, he said Sarah was, uh, was his sister. Well... That's a half-truth. He was his half-sister. But, you know, what he's implying here, that Abraham lied about his wife. He, how about David? Did, did you see what David did? Uh, there, God, you're, you're that man you call the, the apple of your eye, the one who is a, a man after God's own heart. Did you see what he did? He 
committed adultery with his neighbor's wife. And then, guess what? He had a, her husband killed. You know, you have to judge him. You have to judge him, God. You, you didn't, <laughs> when you come over to the New Testament, oh my goodness, Peter, poor old Peter. Well, were you listening, God? Did you just hear Peter curse and swear and deny your son three times? Are you going to let him get away with that? You see how the devil works? He likes to see, take our mistakes, our failures, and, and, and amplify them before God and accuse us before God. See, we have to learn to distinguish between Satan's accusations and how the Holy Spirit is convicting us. Uh, a feeling of guilt and shame is a good thing if it comes from the Spirit of God. Amen. Uh, godly sorrow leads to repentance. But if we listen to the devil, it will only bring us regret and remorse and it becomes self-defeating. But when the Spirit of God convicts you, that's another thing altogether. When God's Spirit convicts you, He uses the Word of God. And He does so in love and correction. He seeks to bring you back into fellowship with your Heavenly Father. But not the devil. Satan wants to accuse you. He wants to use your own sins in a hateful way. He wants to use your past in a hateful way. He wants to use all your failures from the past in a hateful way. And he seeks to make you feel helpless. And he seeks to make you feel hopeless. All he wants to do is rile, rile up your flesh and break you down. That's what the devil wants to do. You know, Judas listened to the devil. And you know what he did? He went out and hanged himself. See, when Peter looked at the face of Jesus and wept bitterly, what happened? He came back into the fellowship with Christ. Be careful who you're listening to. You need to know the difference between an accusation and conviction. Amen? Because when you listen to the devil's accusations, and all of it which may be true, you open yourself up to despair and spiritual paralysis. I tell you, I've been a victim of that, friend. I know what it feels like. You don't want to, you don't want to let the devil beat you on this score. Because you begin to feel like your situation is hopeless. I mean, I've heard it more than once, amen. Well, I'm too far gone, I guess. I'm just, you know, doesn't look like like it's going to work out at all. See, this is what the devil wants you to feel. He wants you to feel helpless. He wants you to feel hopeless. That's why he's doing what he's doing. That's why he's accusing you. Satan wants you to feel guilty. He wants you to experience uh, a continuous regret and remorse. Amen. That's what he wants you to feel. That's not what God wants. God wants you to feel godly sorrow that leads to a change of mind, a different walk. But not the devil. He wants to keep accusing you so that you focus your attentions on yourself and your sins. If once you look away, friends, listen to me. If once you just look away and look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and as you look by faith, you will find a discovery of compassion, a discovery of healing, a discovery of deliverance as you repent and confess your sins and find cleansing and restoration and fellowship. The Bible said that if you confess your sins, that God is faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But as long as you're feeling guilty, as long as you're under an indictment, you're just going to be moving farther and farther and farther away from the Lord. Listen, never forget this. True conviction from the Spirit will always bring you closer to the Lord. It will never push you away. 
It will never push you away. How many Christians use these feelings of guilt and shame over past sins to keep them from claiming their position uh, at the at the table of the Lord? He's he set a table in the presence of his enemy and he's invited you to come to dine, but you feel unworthy. Amen. You feel unworthy. You feel like you don't belong there. That's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. Satan wants you to feel that way. He wants you to feel guilty. Your heavenly father, he wants you to know that you're forgiven and he wants to break bread with you. He wants to fellowship with you. Satan knows that if you continue to live under this dark cloud of guilt, you will not be able to be effective for the Lord, not to be an effective witness or effective servant with the Lord with power and blessing. Remember God's word, my friend. First John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. You see, our Lord finished his work on earth and he returned to heaven to take up his unfinished work. And what is that work? That work is perfecting his children and preparing them for glory. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Listen to it. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. See, the perfecting ministry of the Lord has two aspects. One, he's our high priest. Jesus is interceding for us, and he provides that grace that we need when we're tested and we're, and we're tempted. Now listen, when you and I by faith turn to him and come to that throne of grace, he will see us through to victory. But if we yield to temptation and sin, then he ministers as our advocate. See, even when we're failing, Christ is interceding. Hallelujah to God. Even when we're stumbling, Christ is interceding. Even when we're falling, he's lifting us up by his own right hand to forgive us and to restore us to fellowship once again. What did he say in 1 John 1, 9? If we confess our sins, he's faithful. He's faithful, my friends, and his, and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, buddy, when you're listening to Satan's accusations, you know where your eyes are going to be? On you. That's right. You're going to be focusing your attention on yourself and your sins. And I promise you, this will only lead to defeat and despair. But when you listen to the Holy Spirit's convictions, you will look by faith to Jesus Christ in heaven. There's where your advocate is, at the throne of God. And you'll remember, you'll remember that he died for you and that God cannot reject you because you belong to Christ. It's because of that heavenly intercession of the Son of God that you and I can defeat all of Satan's accusations. Until next time, this is Brother Johnny saying, have a great day today and have a wonderful Lord's Day tomorrow. Amen. I'll talk to you soon.